Love yourself. Strive for progress, not perfection. Know your worth, then at tax. Make an income while making an impact. Doubt kills more dreams than failure ever will. Visualize your higher self and start showing up as that. Level up. Hey, it's your girl Lou Oni. You're listening to Level Up with Lou, episode 25. Keep up with the pod on Instagram at Level Up with Lou and email me at levelupwithlou at gmail.com with any comments or questions. Also, if you like this episode and think someone else will, please share it. What up? <laughs> um, if this is your first time listening to Level Up with Lou, uh, thank you for listening and welcome to the community. And if you are returning back and you listen all the time, just want to say welcome back gang and hope you guys are doing well in this crazy climate of uncertainty and you know just a whole mess really with this whole COVID-19 coronavirus ish um just honestly I just want to first of all apologize because I was supposed to release something um earlier However, however, my anxiety levels have been through the roof, obviously, with this whole coronavirus and working in hospital as well. So it hasn't let me be in the right frame of mind to want to record something and put content out. Because I do honestly feel a bit like a um a fraud right now. Um, but I will go into why I feel a bit like a fraud right now. Um, and explain all that in a bit. Let me not start off with like, you know, how I'm feeling and all the negativity. Let me actually just see how you guys are doing, if you guys are coping all right. But yeah, I hope you guys are doing okay. Um, and I hope you guys are looking after yourselves in this tough time, really, because it is definitely important. Self-care is definitely important in this period of time. So I hope you guys are looking after yourselves. I just thought with this whole coronavirus stuff happening, I thought I'd do like a quarantine care package for you guys um just because I know a lot of you are at home working from home bored out of your minds fed up already even though this is just day two I think or day three depending on when I release this but yeah um maybe I might release on Friday as usual we'll see hmm yeah I know you guys are like struggling with this whole quarantine ish um and it's not easy um but honestly can I just say that there's a reason why they've asked you to stay at home and it is important that we do follow the rules especially in a time like this um because the consequences of us not staying at home if we can are very detrimental to the healthcare system and once you especially in a time like this once the healthcare system is struggling and you know over capacity then that's going to be um people dying here and there we're not going to be able to save people basically that's what it's going to come down to so yeah I just first of all wanted to talk about um the earth and talk about you know how the earth's doing and the effects of this coronavirus on the earth um as we probably know already like you know the virus is making people slow down and you know um people are not driving around people are not um doing certain things that increase um co2 emissions you know so obviously the air quality is better and earth is able to recover and heal itself after you know all these years of technology and all these industrial plants and everything and all these flights and everything you know increasing 
CO2 emissions. So yeah, like this is um, the best time, honestly, for the earth in terms of, you know, protecting and healing itself and, you know, just being able to recover. Um, Because I do think as human beings, we do forget that the earth is also a living organism and every day we're killing it. We're killing it, honestly, and not looking after it. Yeah, because we're disrupting the earth since even like 1750. They've just been disrupting the um, carbon cycle and destroying the earth. So honestly, yes, coronavirus is not good for us human beings. But from probably like the earth's point of view, it probably is one of the best things to have happened to it right now, if I'm being honest. Um, Because human beings are actually... Don't want to call us a virus, but we're somewhat of something that honestly could destroy if we're not careful. God has given us the earth to look after and all the animals to look after. And instead of looking after it, we're taking the piss and destroying it rather than being good stewards and managing what we can and doing our bit every day to look after it. So yeah um i would also say like some could even argue with the population growth as well that this coronavirus is reducing the amount of people on earth and yes it is a quite a morbid and horrible way to think but with more people means less resources and greater environmental pollution and greater um, political instability so from from the earth's point of view it's probably good because then there's less people that are going to be um yeah creating all these issues however um what may then happen is obviously because a lot of people are at home now and there's nothing really to do is then people then start to reproduce so in nine months time we might have a few coronavirus babies and when I say coronavirus babies, I don't mean babies with coronavirus. I mean babies that have been formed from the coronavirus epide- um, pandemic. So it might not honestly be that effective if then we didn't have a great population surge. Um, I just wanted to talk about the real truth um, in terms of like what is actually happening in the hospital, in the NHS, in the healthcare system. Um and my experiences so far so currently as of now i haven't looked after any patients that i know of with coronavirus um covid19 however um we do have some wards that are covid positive meaning that they have patients that do have coronavirus and obviously we're having to move staff around just to cover those wards and other wards that are short-staffed but then what that means then is my unit is currently always short-staffed because they're always moving people from us um i remember i had like some annual leave and then i came back obviously as this whole thing was growing and increasing so i came back having not been at work for like probably like a week and a bit and I came in, there was literally no one, like, no, basically, like, basically no staff. It was basically me and one of the um, sisters on the ward. This is, like, a more senior nurse, basically. But, yeah, like, she um, was supposed to be in charge. So, when you're in charge, obviously, you can help out with patient care and stuff. But it's really about managing the day-to-day 
or night um night day-to-day or night workings of wherever you're working in terms of like making sure that discharges are going okay ttos are ready making sure that you know we can we have the right bed spaces um making sure that admissions are safe making sure that referrals are done so stuff like that is what the the nurse in charge would normally do and then obviously covering breaks if needed as well there's a lot of things they do basically normally we're supposed to have in a night shift probably like maybe two or three nurses um one healthcare assistant and the nurse in charge that's an ideal shift um on that shift particularly healthcare assistant called out um because she was showing symptoms to bank so basically a bank and agency they called out because they didn't want to work um on our ward because our unit because people were being moved from our unit to go and work in a covid positive units so they were worried that if then they were moved then either they might number one catch the virus number two not be able to work on other wards or units slash units because then obviously if you're moving around then it increases the risk of contamination and infection so you're just spreading the infection so that's what they were worried um about but then what that then meant is that it was only basically me as a um as a staff nurse on the shift and the sister um and it was basically obviously they had to close down um the trolleys area which is basically like our a and e kind of section it's not it's not like a and e as an a and e you know it but it's basically like fast-paced admitting patients we had to close that section down um and then the bays area which is more like a ward kind of area had only like probably three or four patients they had to get like discharge or move all the other patients to other places because obviously there wasn't enough staff to look after them um and that was scary i'm not gonna lie i think that's when my anxiety really set in knowing the fact that you know this whole thing is not not far off as in like we are gonna be affected on a day-to-day basis from that period you know as healthcare professionals um even like with the whole public health England, you know, um, information on what kind of PPE, which is protective wear, um, nurses should be wearing that whole thing. Cause they've changed it. Basically they've now, they're now saying that we're not supposed to be wearing, um, the fluid repair mask. We're supposed to now be wearing surgical masks if we're working on COVID positive wards despite the evidence showing that you know it doesn't work on the surgical masks don't work for the virus um so yeah we're being told uh if you're working on wards and you're not you, if you're not in like itu um hd those kind of places that you don't need to wear the respirator mask but that you just wear the the surgical mask basically um and the surgical mask is I mean, it, it it does help a little bit, but it is not as efficient as the other one. And honestly, it's not it's not what we need. Um, and then we've been told to wear aprons and gloves as well. Um, but in other countries, 
I've seen um, that people are wearing the basically the N95 mask I was talking about is the respirator, the FFP3 respirator mask, basically where it has to be fitted and then you wear like the long sleeve disposable gown and gloves and eye protection if needed so i don't know why it's then been changed over here because that doesn't make sense to me so anyway i did voice my concerns to my ward manager as i do feel like that is i don't know why they've changed the rules um because it is still the same virus that's going to be floating in the air despite being in hdu um a or a and e or um surgical assessment or on a ward it's all still the same virus regardless i do feel like we need to use the same ppe but that is something i have told her anyway and i've told the matron as well about this and then also before we were doing it in a way where like we'd have a couple of days ago we were having patients visitors only visit like from five to seven then they were used to six to seven and now they've banned it and stopped it completely. I mean, obviously, you can people that are end of life or like peds patients, which is basically like pediatric patients, um, patients with specific care needs, um, birthing mothers, they can have like one visitor each. But what that then does is then it reduces the risk of people from the public bringing in the virus into the hospital and then contaminating and um, infecting um patients or staff you know because obviously the hospital is a high risk place um despite all the measures to try and keep it clean and stuff if it's completely just open to the public and able to just roam about it's just going to increase the risks um so yeah i think that is a good step and it is honestly the best thing right now um despite it being an inconvenience for families one thing i just i want to rant about a bit is the families and visitors that were stealing masks gloves and hand sanitizers you guys are you are terrible and the reason why i say this is the hospital is where you need it the most the people that are going to be the most sick with this virus are going to be in hospital so if we do not have the appropriate things such as hand sanitizer gloves masks how can we look after these patients you're only taking it home for yourself to look after yourself in your own home when you know deep down that hand washing is the best method for you at home so you are putting staff and patients at risk guys should be honestly ashamed of yourselves because i can't believe people are stealing masks and gloves and hand sanitizers from hospitals right now and then with all the sort of the supermarkets being full right now um it's just honestly been crazy and it's been difficult sometimes we come from like uh long day shift and you can't get anything in the stores um but it has been nice that they finally like introduced different um hours for nhs staff and like the elderly and all that and like key workers i think to get what they need because it is difficult when you're working long hours and then you come and you can't get you know simple milk or simple bread because people are bought 10 loaves as if you know the supermarkets are shutting down for good and all of you that are going to the supermarkets and crowding there you guys know that that's a high risk place as well because there's loads of people all close together no one's listening to the two meter rule um and staying apart from each other so obviously it's gonna spread and it's honestly terrible um a terrible place to be so if you don't need to be in supermarkets just don't just go for the fun of it and don't start be spreading spreading what's it called um the virus around be careful honestly i just wanted to just remind people that this is something serious obviously don't panic but this is something serious 
And when the government tells you to stay at home, stay at home, follow the orders. Um, there's been people like going out, um, having parties, uh, people going out to enjoy the sunshine in groups of people, um, lying down on like the grass outside with their friends and stuff. And I'm not being funny, but this is not a joke. Um, and the longer you carry on not listening to orders, the longer this um, virus is going to keep affecting us and the longer the, um, the quarantine period for the country will be. So there is a benefit to listening and taking the um, government's you know orders seriously because we are at war um just imagine if if someone was bombing you know our coasts and our military couldn't cope and if they told you to take some form of action to help the military you would do it in a heartbeat in the same way we are at war we are a biological war and if this is kind of war that we cannot see and everybody is a threat. So rather than spreading it and infecting each other, we should stay at home and do what, what we can to help the NHS. So yeah, let's talk about my anxiety during this period of time because anxiety is not a joke. Like obviously in the past, I haven't been... I haven't had the most struggle with my anxiety. I've been able to manage it. Obviously, it, it creeps up here and there, maybe during stressful times, like exams and stuff like that, or like when stuff is going on in my family or like my relationships and stuff like that, or friendships and stuff. But my anxiety is at all time high with everything going on, knowing that as a healthcare professional, my life is at risk going into the hospital every day to look after these patients because yes we have heard of the people who are symptomatic and coughing and sneezing obviously not sneezing sorry coughing and have temperatures but people that don't have symptoms are just walking around spreading and infecting people um and any one of us could just catch it for very ill and lose our lives so it is a great concern of mine and I am anxious and the reason why I am anxious is number one I don't feel like we have the right protective wear number two I've literally just started my 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 career as a nurse and this has happened like I barely know why okay obviously I know a few things but I really don't know what I'm doing if I'm being honest I don't even know how to handle the level of care that critically ill patients will need um because I don't have any experience with them so it is something that is a concern of mine and number three I know my workload is so for me I'm just I'm stressing for things are going to happen in the future. I know my workload is going to be a lot more. I know I'm not going to have enough support because let's be honest, <laughs> we're already short stuff to begin with. Now imagine with the pandemic, how much more worse it's going to be. Um, But see, I do really appreciate people that have been checking up on me and sending me texts, calling me, you know, making sure I'm okay. Um, It has honestly been helpful because I do feel very alone at this time especially having my immediate family abroad as well like this is honestly not the best time for me right now um and the reason why I couldn't record 
as I wanted to earlier was honestly because of the whole anxiety I was having and I just honestly was feeling so bad and feeling like feeling like a fraud like I said earlier as in like a fraud as in like I couldn't sit here and encourage people and you know give you guys advice when me myself I was unable to follow my own advice when me myself I was struggling and feeling very um down about the whole thing and negative so yeah like even now like my heart is still somewhat racing and I do have you know a sinking feeling in my chest um and I'm just you know just feeling nauseous like feeling sick I'm not sick because there's something wrong with me but sick because I know you know I know a lot is going to be happening in the next couple of weeks or so um and I just feel really tense um and I'm I, every like couple of minutes my heart is like racing and I'm thinking of what's gonna happen and thinking of the news and looking at the news and stuff and keeping up to date with stuff which is honestly really bad for me um but today I just said you know what let me just do what I can do so I've done some research um watched a few videos and I said okay cool I'm just gonna record an episode and just do it um so forgive me if this is not the best episode I could record honestly but yeah just know that despite me feeling the way I'm feeling I've still decided to go ahead and just record what I need to record and not allow my anxiety to rule my life um so yeah, um, I am finding ways to deal with it and I will go on and talk about a bit about the ways I am trying to deal with it um, in a bit as well. Today I wanted to talk about how to stay sane during this crisis and talk about how to maintain your emotional and mental well-being during COVID-19 because I know it is honestly a really tough time for a lot of people. Um, It's scary having to social distance and self-isolate when you know as human beings we are social beings and we crave being around people and we're not built to be islands but we're built to be you know interconnected and joined with each other. So the first thing I would say is to talk about your worries. I found talking about my worries helps me a lot in terms of like helps me to think about what's going on to reassure myself and let me know that things will get better, things will be okay. So whether it's to your best friend, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your mum, your dad, husband, wife, whoever you need to talk to, even your children, talk about your feelings, rant, vent if you need to let it out number two I would say connect with friends and family so now there's so many ways to connect with people you don't have to be in the same area with them you know you can be I can be here in England connected to my sister in America I just FaceTimed my younger sister the other day and checked up on her so there's course text video chats email there's so many ways social media so many ways to connect with people so what I would say is just stay connected stay plugged in don't like think just because we're you know in quarantine means you need to completely isolate yourself from the outside world because that's just going to make you feel really bad Number three, I would say to reduce your exposure to COVID-19 media coverage and social media. So this definitely applies to me because lately I have been watching the news a lot 
reading news articles a lot, putting fear into my heart and panicking. And that does nothing but bring your mood down and make you stressed than you need to. I found the more I read, the more I know, the more I get stressed. So I just just take a break from all the news, you know, and pick what you let into your let into your inner being. So whatever you sit down watching, listening, pick pick strategically so that you're not overwhelmed with all the news because there is such thing as information overload. Number four is to take care of your body. So this is the best time to honestly meditate because obviously it is a stressful time. So go for walks, exercise, there's home workouts. You can also work out through apps. There's YouTube, loads of um, workouts on there. There's even Instagram workouts. So there's really no excuse not to keep up with your fitness if you really want to. Sleep well eat right you know listen to your favorite music make sure that you're doing something that keeps you happy keeps you positive keeps you energized number five is to create a new daily routine so think about how you can adapt and set new goals you know um invest your time in um, personal development this is the best time you have so much time at home use it wisely to invest in yourself, create new routines, set goals, do things, achieve things. The sense of accomplishment will help you to stop feeling as negatively and to stop worrying as much because you have something else to focus on. Number six is to take time to reflect and practice self-compassion. This is honestly a time of reflection because a lot of people are going to be alone. Um, I spend a lot of time alone so reflection is key at this point and just be kind to yourself and love on yourself and treat yourself right because you are going through a tough time so this is a time where you give yourself the most love and you're compassionate towards yourself and don't be too hard on yourself I think I'm on number seven I'd say to find a hobby that occupies your mind so whether it be reading listening to music writing netflix marathons teaching yourself a skill work on a puzzle clean your room cook wherever it is that makes you happy wherever that takes your mind off things do it um for me meditating definitely helps so i'll light a candle just chill on my bed relax breathe in deeply listen to some calming music you know that helps to distract my mind and also listen to music and like just having fun in my room having a good time making myself happy distracts my mind um podcasts as well will help you distract your mind i've been, i'm the queen of podcasts i've listened to podcasts a very long time now and um even before podcasts were a thing i was listening to podcasts so that is another way i used to de-stress and think about other things and occupy my mind I think I'm on number eight now. She used the option to have a spring clean. So wherever you need to, you need to declutter, do it. Throw away all the expired makeup, food, toiletries, you know, sort out and organize your life. Um, sort out your finances, make sure your budget is on point, make sure that you declutter um your digital devices. So any apps you don't need, any pictures you don't need, any contacts you don't need, declutter and get rid of. Number nine, I would say is to create a plan for your life. So where do you want to be in the next one, five, ten years? Think about that. 
and think about what you need to do in order to get to where you want to be. And then number 10, um, action is the antidote to anxiety. So just manage what you can and release what you can't. So just do what you can do. The things that you can do, wash your hands frequently, clean your surfaces, avoid sick people, make sure you have food and supplies in your home and make sure you stay at home as much as you can. That is what you can do. So focus on what you can do rather than things that you can't do. And then number 11 is to remember that this too shall pass this too shall pass things have happened in the past and we've got through it so we will get through this again we'll be okay at the end yes it seems really difficult at this time yes it seems really depressing yes it sucks that we're having to stay at home for weeks but we will get through this and we will be okay There's some key things that COVID-19 has taught me so far uh, and I want to share them with you. Um, some of you might agree, some of you might disagree, but something that I personally learned so far at this time, um, we need to stick together as a society. So we need to um, be kind towards each other, be generous, think about others and look after one another. So when you're hoarding up tissue paper (laughs) or food and you're not thinking about the other people, you know, that is the wrong thing. You know, I know panic sets in and, you know, fear kicks in and tells you to stock up and, most like more than you need to but you know the supermarkets are not closed they're still open every day um you know obviously stock up with what you need you know but don't overstock to the point then you're buying out the whole store and people can't get what they need um another thing is to not take your little freedoms for granted so little freedoms like being able to go to my friend's house whenever i want being able to go out, you know, have fun, do things I want to do, simple, you know, chilling in the grass outside, uh, sitting down on the sitting down in the park, moving around as much as I want to, our freedoms that our freedoms that you know we don't currently have. So when we do come off this quarantine, we need to um, not take our freedoms for granted another thing is that no one is safe from a pandemic not even the rich nor the powerful seems like idris elba prince charles um tom hanks all these people getting coronavirus so it just goes to show you that health does not discriminate as in people can catch a virus the virus doesn't care whether you're old young sick doesn't care if you're rich poor or famous not famous the royal family the poorest of the poorest it still can happen to you so it just equalizes everyone and makes us realize that none of us are inferior or superior i think i think superior is the right word and then also that the actions with you can affect the masses so as in like when other nations are suffering we need to help rather than ignore them so just because something's going on in another country doesn't mean you should keep your eyes away and ignore it and you know think it'll never happen to you because look how quickly 
it's spread like the world is now interconnected and people are immigrating or migrating to other countries and traveling all the time for business trips family work stuff like that another thing is to appreciate the people who have to go to work even when the world is quarantining from the healthcare professionals like me to the delivery people to your supermarket staff appreciate these people because they are the people that have kept the country going even at these tough times because it is not easy can you imagine working in a supermarket and people are stressed people are panic buying people are angry but still having to provide customer service despite coming in contact with, with hundreds of people every day like that is not the nice place to be now but they still go into work to appreciate them and make their life easier don't give them more work than they need to have and then finally take time to rest reset take time to reset so use this time to examine your life to reset and to reprioritize this is honestly a key time to do all that and it has honestly just taught me the importance of resetting my priorities making sure that my life and my my daily habits my routine aligns with how i want my life to be in the future so yeah those are the things just six things that i've learned so far from covid19 this hasn't been the longest episode because i do want to keep it short and sweet but I do hope you've enjoyed it. Like I said, if you do have any comments or questions, you can email me at levelupwithdugmail.com. And yeah, guys, just keep um, staying positive. Keep caring for yourselves. Keep supporting each other. Check up on people uh, and do your bit as well. Just stay at home. You don't have to be out. Stay at home unless you really have to be out. So like, unless you've got work that you can't work from home or you've got to go to the supermarket or you've got to go to the pharmacy or you've got to check up on someone even checking up on someone like you really shouldn't be going around people's houses but yeah just take care guys right now and try to see the positive in the situation right now rather than thinking because obviously the media will definitely want you to be negative and want you to be worried and anxious but try and see the positive out of everything i appreciate you guys for listening so thank you so much for taking the time out to listen um hope you've learned from it hope you've been entertained by it i mean it hasn't been the most funny or happy podcast but i do hope it has somewhat you know helped you somewhat calm down and de-stress a bit um so yeah just take care of yourselves guys and i will catch you on the next episode of level up with lou hope you guys have a great weekend um at home (laughs) some of us will be at work working to look after you guys um but yeah um and to all my key workers and people that are working hard to keep the country running thank you so much guys appreciate you guys so much and we love you guys thank you